Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Robert, good day to you. Uh, For those who don't know, you are a residential expert on Indiana politics and government because you spent 30 glorious years in the Indiana Senate, and until you met me, you were pretty much a friend to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Do we say it's a kind of a downward... (laughs) spiral (laughs) i look so we have been jim and i at various times and jim had to take some time off when he ran for the mayor of indianapolis which we'll get into that in a second but we've been doing this show on and off for the better part of uh what six years now yeah long time we we did 102 shows straight yeah at one time it was capital happenings Mm -hmm. on another radio station that we Mm -hmm. came over here now it's state house happenings and jim's jim's back and uh you know, I I just always laugh hysterically that at one point you were so well beloved that you and I got in the governor's office to interview Holcomb. Yeah, people answered my phone. <laughs> people people actually returned my phone calls. If I showed up at the governor's in the it wasn't just in the governor's office, it was in the what do they call that? It's was his office, but his office office. That is like, that it was the governor's office and that day it was before the state of the state. Yeah. And we actually had the Chief Justice. That's right. On as well. I mean, we were not in like the foyer or the welcome area. We were in the office office. We were in the office, his office, where you know it's desk, and he holds, you know, holds court <laughs> where where all the taxes got raised over the last six and a half, seven years, whatever it's been now. Yeah, that would uh, boy, there'd be shoot on site orders if I got in his office oh, today, oh. wouldn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's uh, let's. I mentioned you were the uh, the 2019 mayoral candidate for uh, the mayor of Indianapolis uh, mm-hmm. for the Republican Party. Yes, and we had the current candidate Jefferson Shreve on the Kendall and Casey show yesterday. He came on to talk about his public safety proposal, primarily talk about the gun provision. Now, for, right. those, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, conservatives are very angry at him. He has three gun provisions. One would. Uh, in Marion County, mandate a change in the age to buy firearms from 18 to 21. Two would ban assault weapons, whatever that means. I still don't think we totally understand that. That's never really been defined. Well, what is an assault weapon? Every gun is an assault weapon. The premise of a, a gun is to assault something. Mm-hmm. No one, to be fair, no one in the political uh, genre, if you will, has defined uh, that term. Well, you were a lawmaker, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they never came to you and said, "Here's what we mean when we mean assault weapon." Yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen in in a piece of legislation the language that actually defines what that is. And and it, it it's not just Jefferson Shreve; it's the whole political landscape. It, it's a it's a it's a term that really has no definition. And then, uh, which makes it perfect for government, it's mm-hmm. a term with no definition. And then third, he would uh, end permitless carry in Marion County. All right, so conservatives are very angry. This has simmered for about two weeks. Uh, and so, look, I give the guy credit. 
He came on our show. I don't know why he thinks I'm the voice of reason. I mean, he's the only guy in the world who thinks that I'm the voice of reason. But uh, we interviewed him. I thought it was a very good conversation. But, man, when you got to try to explain that stuff out loud, it's one thing to try to make an emotional plea on a piece of paper. But, Jim, I just don't think he won himself anybody back yesterday because it doesn't – there's no logic to it. Mm -hmm. Well, the issue – uh, right now in the mayor's race with what? How many days left? Yeah. Uh, I mean, early uh, voting starts in October. We need to talk about Joe Hogsett. Yeah. And he's had eight years. Uh, look at the eight years. Uh, we have all sorts of murder um, count records. We have situations where uh, in Butler, Tarkenton, Washington Township, uh, 38th Street all the way to 56th Street, it, there's there's theft there's there's all sorts of crime going in those areas and what i think that uh when i ran for mayor in 2019 and i think this is what uh the jefferson shreve campaign's trying to get to is there are 15,000 people in that uh in that township in washington township that are moderates that are uh, almost like libertarian and but they're scared there's there's fear and and what uh jefferson's trying to do i'm not a part of the campaign but what jefferson's trying to do is try to speak to those people and um and and try to get them to think a different way because in my election and 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 others uh those those um almost independents are going democrat and th- and that's what he's trying to do. And I look, I get that. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've talked about this before on the show. A Donald Trump is not going to win Marion County. It, it's going to take a different type. Well, of- that was one of the reasons why in 2019 they, they were polling at 19 percent job approval. And you don't win a mayor campaign when the president and the vice president, who's from Indiana, uh, have an 81 percent negative rating in Marion County. But there has to be a way because the uh, look again, about eighty percent of his plan is pretty good. Yes, but the twenty percent is so stupid that that's all people are talking about is the twenty percent. And Shreve, there are no stupid guys worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. Okay, or people. Let me rephrase it: people who have obtained it legally. There are no stupid guys who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And Jefferson Shreve is a wildly successful business guy. And yet he came up with a plan from a pure marketing standpoint where you're talking about something that is a giant distraction and you're not talking about, one, hog set, which is what you should be talking about, and two, the components of the plan that are really good. Right. And, and, and the, the noise is, is so loud uh, in, the, in the focus. What they hope to have the focus is on – the crime and what they're willing to do about it and, and put a focus on it because I, I would imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that, that, that they modeled, they pulled, they talked to neighborhood groups. And this is, this is the glaring, uh, the glaring light, the shiny object that, that came out is people are scared of guns. And so um, you would hope, that that would be the focus rather than the the noise from you know from the the conservative lobby and and 
possibly down by the at the state house. Uh, but but um, it, I think it probably came through to you that Jefferson believes this. Well, so th- okay, so this is what I will say, and we talked about it yesterday. I mean, we gave him three segments. We almost took the whole ten o'clock hour to talk to the guy. And again, full credit. Uh, he did the thing. Mm-hmm. He came in. He owned it. So and you what, and you did nice job of interviewing. I him. was very well. Look, Jim. Jim will vouch for me on this. I am a complete a hole in my role as a commentator. <laughs> but as an interviewer, I have always believed that if you let somebody talk and you ask the right questions, regardless of whether I love the person or don't like the person politically or whatever. People are going to come to the right conclusion if you ask the right questions and let them talk. And so many people were like, well, you weren't the usual Rob Kendall with him. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, my job is to ask the questions. Yeah. You're going to, he's going to talk. He did talk. And people, I think, based on the massive amount of feedback we got from the interview, came to the right conclusions based on his answers to those questions. Yeah, I don't have to be a jerk to interview someone. I'll be a jerk on my commentary. Yeah. I'll be a jerk here today. I don't, I don't have to be a jerk interviewing somebody well, you, you want your audience to actually be educated as well yeah right it's his it's his positions we had basically 25 minutes mm-hmm. to go through some very complex stuff and whether you were swayed by it which i don't think most people were or you weren't or you're more mad than you were before which many people are you learned more in 25 minutes than you had in the previous two weeks how did he come up with the plan who did he talk to? Why, whether you agree with him or not, does he think it's going to work? Now you have all of that information, which you wouldn't have had if you got me just in there being a complete jerk, you know, just pushing the guy around every time he gives an answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we've talked about this on this program before. It's not election day anymore that that candidates have to strive for. It, it's the it's the mail-in vote, uh, voting. It's it's the, the actual start of voting is... What October? Yeah, yeah, early October. I think that's stupid. Yeah, well, I. Why I, did you guys allow that to happen? I, I, I think that's not right. I, I, if I, if I could put the genie back in the bottle, and being county chairman for a couple of years, I was sued because I, I, I said stop in the name of the law. I, I we vote on election day. Yeah, and, uh, and, and. Um, Why'd your Republican colleagues though say, "Hey, it's great to have like a month and a half of voting"? Well, because uh, because we as a as a party agreed that technology had come so far that uh, fraud, voter fraud, had uh, uh, had had kind of left the scene because of the technology makes it more safer to vote, and and you know COVID got involved and and whatnot, but. It, it 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 remains that now Republican Party needs to completely alter the way they campaign, and and uh, and it, no time is the present that you, you start working on. Um, it's not election day now. Rob, it, people vote. Uh, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt. Program is State House Happenings. Your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. We're talking about this interview we did on Kendall and Casey yesterday with Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for mayor. By the way, I say yesterday we now. Uh, we now air Sunday mornings, I believe it's at 7.30 on the radio station. So if you're hearing us on the radio station, it would be Wednesday that we did that. Our podcast goes up on Thursday. They gave us a promotion. They moved us up to 7.30. We were at 6 a.m. or 6.30, and now we're now we're 7.30. Boy, just give us another decade, Jim. We'll be right in that about noontime slot on Sunday. Sunday so we'll just have to earn it. <laughs> um, okay, so 
let, let's talk a little bit about kind of the nuts and bolts of Shreve's plan. And here is where I think he gets totally sideways with people, which is when he talks about raising the gun age from 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. And there's two things to this. One, he gives this answer about young kids having guns. Well, it doesn't matter what the age to buy a gun is. If a 15-year-old has a gun, they've obtained the gun illegally. Okay? That's number one, right? So the argument that you have to raise the gun age, that falls out of favor. And two, and this is the reoccurring thing, whether it's permitless carry or the gun age or assault weapons ban, you don't have a plan to stop the criminals because the criminals are going to keep doing the stuff that's illegal. It's like, well, Mr. Shreve changed the age from 18 to 21. Guess I better not commit a crime until I'm 21. Now, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, it, in these three, uh, we can go through all three of them, uh, but th- these three uh, points in the plan, I it, it it let's give him credit that he's raised the specter uh it, And, you know, I'm on record saying you don't agree with your opponent, uh, but he's raised the specter of crime. Now, I I believe that uh, data and and the courts, the prosecutor, uh, all have to uh, raise their game because uh, because Indianapolis isn't safe. And and uh, and and that's that's if I'm if I'm Shreve, you've got to raise the specter that that. Crime is rampant in Indianapolis. It's violent crime. It's petty theft. The whole idea is to um, be, be raise the the issue of crime on a different uh, platform, and uh, it, it hopefully his stepping out on these issues has done that. Well, it, but he, he said, you know, he, and I didn't. I'm not saying this verbatim, but basically, he said, I, I'm I'm still listening. I want to have a conversation. Well, it's one thing to listen and want to have a conversation. It's another thing to make this an anchor of your public safety proposal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's one thing to go, I'm listening to all sides. You right. know, I'm, I'm open to hearing this in the future. This is a, like a core of your belief system here. Yeah, and, you know, you you hope that the 80% that you, <clears throat> that, you, um, you, that you refer to, where you're trying to get more police officers in, you're, you're, you're working with the prosecutor in the, in the courts, to to um, have a better have a better uh, approach to to um, the, to anti crime efforts. You you hope that working with Pastor Harrison and a ten point don't get washed away. And and and, and but they so, but they are th- yes. And and what what these issues have 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 captured kind of the the conversation in the media. And uh, it's very difficult these days to, to break through to the voter. And um, maybe that voter in Washington Township, uh, in other uh, areas of the city, uh, have um, captured the buzz that he means it when he talks about crime. I think uh, with the gun thing, and here is where he really forever, I mean, look, I don't say forever. I want him to win. I don't have a vote. I don't live in Marion County. But I'm a Hoosier lifer. I work here. Uh, I love Indianapolis. I want it to succeed. So I have vested interest in the outcome, even though well, I, I don't have a vote. Yeah, Robert, uh, the, the, uh, probably about 35% of all monies that go into the state general fund come from Indianapolis in some form yeah. or fashion from uh, from taxes coming from Marion County. We are the economic engine for the state of Indiana. And if you have a dead center, 
uh, and and monies start to recede, you know, start to go away and disappear. You know, it's a real problem, and we need a strong Indianapolis for a lot of reasons, including uh, the economic engine for the state of Indiana. And I, I, so I say all that, saying when I saw this proposal initially, because people were like, Rob is being really measured in his response to this. Why aren't you going psychotic like you usually do? I said, because he needs to win, he being Shreve, because if Joe Hogsett wins, the city will be unrecognizable in four years. And... I didn't believe he was really all in on the proposal. I thought, well, he's trying to check a box, and he has a really terrible idea. And once he gets elected, he'll just go, well, of course, this can't actually happen. So, ha-ha, thanks. Uh, have a good life. But he has, and it's angered me, and it's angered a lot of people, because I think a lot of people were going to give him the benefit of the doubt, kind of like I was. And then you start seeing the gun proposals in the TV ads, and you're seeing him talk about it in Indie Star. And you say, well, no, this isn't just some box-checking lip service that wink, nod, I got to get elected. You're all in, buddy, if you're spending TV money to talk about something. So you're all in on this, and that makes it really, really, really hard to defend you. Yeah. Well, he's tripled down. And, um, and you know, God love him that he's backing up his proposal because we've seen a lot of people in the political space who have proposed something and then backed away. And, and he has not done that. And, and um, you know, I bless his political heart that he's pushing the the uh, package uh, because, as I said, it's the, the election's right around the corner. We start voting really soon. And uh, he's backing up what what he proposed. And and uh, we'll just have to see if if this this situation is a positive one for him. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Spending most of our time talking about that interview we did on Wednesday on Kendall and Casey with Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for mayor of Indianapolis. Fascinating, fascinating interview. Uh, and give him credit for coming on and talking, um, even if we don't agree with most of what he said. I told them this at the end of the interview, and we'll see if uh, – it's ignored in the order in which it's received, as most of the things I suggest to people are. <laughs> um, I maintain that he has to find a way to get off of this topic. It, it clearly not only did not help him, it's crushed him amongst people that should be just slam dunk voters for him. And I maintain the only way now he's going to get off of this topic and have a, uh, a puncher's chance of getting people back in the in the fray is to do something that will, from an emotional standpoint, get those people fired up again. And I think that thing, the only thing he could possibly do is start running TV ads about where Joe Hawksett was during the riots. Well, I think, and we've talked about this several times, I I, I don't know why um, uh, the campaign didn't start talking about the May riots because it's in the it, it, it's right in the town square of, of uh, politics. Is it demonstrated how unsafe Marion County uh, was in 2020 and remains to be, 
and and you need people to come back downtown. You need people to uh, feel like we're still a great convention city, that that uh, you're safe, and and demonstrating uh, where the mayor was that night. Number one, two, why uh, why IMPD wasn't front and center, and three, uh, countless people have talked to us about. Uh, they 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 captured some of the, the chief um, rioters, if you will, the leaders of the riot, and then they let them go, and and um, and people have long memories. That was just, you know, that was three years ago. But people know uh, the city is scarred, mentally scarred, and physically scarred because of what happened on the monuments, and 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 no one can forget the the uh, broken windows. I mean, the city was scarred that those two nights. And, you know, the first night, okay. Uh, but the second night, we should have been ready, and we weren't. And and the mayor is in charge. I don't care what anybody says. The mayor is in charge of public safety in the city of Indianapolis and Marion County. And nobody knows where he was. No one well, knows. I mean, everybody knows where he was. But nobody, I mean, there's never been a definitive, I was, fill in the blank. They've never even given an excuse on where he was, and that's totally the fault of the media in this city who, for some reason, are not curious at all how the mayor went missing during the riots and 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 doing an investigation on where that was. But Shreve has the money to ask the question, well, and yeah. he won't do it. Right, and, and, and some of the people that listen to this radio show uh, remember Michael Dukakis with a helmet on in a tank, <laughs> and that really started uh, a, down, a downward spiral in his campaign uh, well, I would have been, if I were mayor of Indianapolis, I would have had a, a, a flak jacket, a, a uh, Kevlar jacket on, and a helmet on, running around Monument Circle, trying to gather peace and make people feel they're safe, stop the riot, and I would look like really, really silly. But the bottom line is, as a leader, you have to show leadership. You have to show that you're in the mix, and Joe Hogs, it wasn't those two nights, and uh, and it really showed his lack of interest, his lack of leadership, and that's what should be going on right now. Is that's the central theme, and he's had eight years, Robert. Yeah, eight and, years. And look, I put this out there, and they probably go and ignore it. Like I said, most things I suggest get ignored, and then the people lose and go, "What happened?" Uh, I fear that unless he switches this narrative real quick, and that's why, I mean, well, look, people deserve to know where Joe Hawks was during the riots. That's number one. But unless he switches the narrative real quick, because this is two weeks on on this gun thing, and people have not cooled down about it, that he should be slam dunk voters for him. Unless he switches his narrative quick, he's done. Well, uh, we know Donald Trump, and Donald Trump, every six minutes, uh, has a new issue. Yeah. That's his media cycle. Yeah, squirrel, and, right? And he... And he he uh, he'll make it, you know, not so much anymore, but he'll make a he'll do a tweet. He'll write a tweet and release it. And then, you know, some media cycle after that very, very brief, uh, he'll do something else. And so, the you know, the controversy changes um, like somebody else's somebody else breathes. And, and so. Uh, the 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 Shreve campaign will come with other issues. They've got to. 
because there's more to running for mayor. And uh, I think you probably remember, I I would have press conferences standing in big potholes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> potholes and crime. And, and but the, so, but the, but the difference is, unlike you who got left for dead by your party, which I still don't understand that at all. Well, it may have been because of you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, look here. Here's a, it, it. It what the message the Republicans sent to Joe Hoggs and the Democrats by not helping you in 2019. It's not that you lost. It's that they allowed you to be left unable to make it competitive monetarily. Was we have. Uh, Closed up shop here in the city, and no matter how bad the capital city gets, we don't care. I mean, it, let's say your race had been 47-53. It's a win still for the guy, but it's not an overwhelming mandate. It's, hey, we're still a divided city, or 48-52. It still says, hey, we're coming to get you if you don't get your house in order. You can't let a guy just walk in, though. Yeah. I mean, if the, well, difference, the difference is Shreve has the money to do those ads in the potholes, right? He has the money to create whatever narrative he wants to create. Well, also, uh, in that scenario in my campaign, you might have more city council members that are Republican now. Because, yeah. you know, maybe I would be the saf- sacrificial lamb. But, but uh, you know, if you're running a campaign uh more republicans might have won who knows but the bottom line now is that the republican party has to gather around jefferson shreve he's put quite an investment himself and will uh, in my guess will continue to do so all the way up to the end of in uh, end of september and maybe even into october and and the republican party needs to uh, create a gathering storm and and for an old term and and, and support support uh jefferson shreve you've been around these consultant people these advisor people now he said on our show you know i talked to all sorts of people and i talked to the cops and all, but let's say somebody was in his ear that told him this was a good idea right well i think yeah they this was not done uh just at at the drop of a hat there was what they call modeling there was polling there are neighborhood meetings, you know. There, you know, that he had talked to people who were victims of these of of you know ugly gun crimes, and they didn't they didn't do this they didn't do this at the drop of a hat. This was a long process. They got a lot of information from a lot of different corners, and and they decided that, albeit. You know, con- amazingly controversial, and and they're smart people. Uh, they wanted to speak to those fifteen thousand people in Washington Township that maybe haven't voted for a while in a municipal. Uh, maybe they voted for Joe against me last time. Uh, you know, they they were trying to capture the hearts of people they felt like they could get. Is he going to come on your Merit in the Morning podcast? Yes, he is. He's going to be on in in the next couple of weeks. Today, or excuse me, on Thursday. Where we're taping this, we're having Sue Finkham from oh. the city of Carmel, uh, Republican nominee for mayor. You had Doyle on last. Was that last? I did. Week? Yeah, how, great how Doyle. That, how did that go? It, it, you didn't want, do you didn't listen. To well, him? I've very, been very busy, Jim. I've been very busy. No, yeah, I, he, he was terrific. Now, and for those who don't know, Jim has a podcast called Merit, Merit in, in the Morning, morning mm-hmm. and you do it at the Cafe Audrey. Is that yes, right? Yes, in Fort Harrison, and it's a lot of fun. And Cl- uh, our old buddy Brad Kloppenstein-Stein. Yes, is, Klopp is my co-host. Is your co-host. Merit in the Morning. And uh, what, you show up there, you get uh, an eggs, a pound of bacon, and then uh, you guys 
us. Just shoot shoot the breeze about the issues of the day, and then you find it on Facebook and yeah. YouTube mm-hmm. and all the all the uh, all the various places. We got about a minute left. What are you going to ask him? Well, we're going uh, we're going to talk about this issue uh, when Jefferson comes on. We're going to have a uh, have a conversation so our audience, uh, who is probably your audience, uh, gets another dose of it and maybe talk to him about. Uh, you know, by that time, the the proposal will be about four to six weeks old, and um, what how he has encountered, uh, you know, the 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 folks that are uh, that are against his p- proposal, as well as who is for it, and we'll have a chance to kind of have an after action report. I got thirty seconds left. Can mm-hmm. you ask Finkham a question for me? Because I reached out to her during the primary and she never got back to me. Okay. Uh, I would lo- I would love to ask this question. Uh why are all the uh politicians in Carmel wimpy liberals? <laughs> well you I know, mean there's never like a staunch conservative running Carmel. Yeah, well you know, I it, there's a great opportunity. Uh Mayor Brainerd has done a terrific job of building the city uh, but but one of the questions we'll have is is what happens next? Yeah, and and uh, it, it what's the, she, what's the next taxpayer funded hotel? Well, well, also I got you know she seconds. was she was on the city council, is on the city council, and how she spends her time being mayor com, compared to being a city county Jim, city council. Jim Merritt, you are a national treasure. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Robert. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays nine until noon, the Kendall and Casey show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.